Like Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. The U.S. presidential election, which is grabbing all the headlines, understandably, this morning. And to chat to us a little more about that on the programme this morning, we have Professor Neil Robinson of University of Limerick and Jennifer Morin-Stitch of Limerick Institute of Technology. You're both welcome to the programme. Good morning. Good morning. morning. If I can start with yourself, Jennifer, because as a U.S. citizen, uh, I'm sure you have watched this very, very closely. What are your thoughts this morning? We were told we wouldn't have a clear definitive result, but I'm sure you were probably hoping for something different. Uh, If I'm honest, I was, and I was probably a little too much of glass being half full uh, for the Biden campaign, and I'll nail my colours to the mast right there. I I would have voted for Joe Biden, and I would uh, be a supporter of the Democratic Party And I think I fell into the trap of being a little bit too optimistic. Um, However, hopefully we'll have some kind of resolution and have votes counted uh, maybe by as early as today or as late as Friday. My bigger concern right now this morning is the the language that Donald Trump is using in, in, you know, in his statement saying that, frankly, we've already won this election. I think it's very incendiary and could incite violence and very, very dangerous and not becoming of someone who's holding the office of the presidency. Professor Robinson, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's absolutely unprecedented. This, uh, the use of courts, uh, particularly courts that you have uh, appointed people to, um, to overturn election results is uh, the kind of thing that you associate with um, dictators, not with uh, dem- democratically elected politicians. Neil, yeah, were the, the mainstream media, did they get this wrong? I mean, if you go back a number of weeks ago, they were saying there was a distinct margin between Biden and Trump, that he was well ahead and that he was looking to be the next US presidential election. I mean, I can almost understand why Trump sees the, the results as a victory anyway, because there were so many predictions he was going to lose. And it's not that clear cut. Well, it's not that clear cut. Um, the, the media and the polls, as last time actually, have got it right and got it wrong. So the national poll uh, pretty much aligns with the results. So, you know, sort of Trump is on the, the last count that I saw, nearly um, two million votes down on, uh, on Joe Biden on the sort of popular vote. But of course, the issue is how the vote splits up between. Um, different uh, states and, and the effect that that has on the on the composition of the Electoral College. Uh, and when you look at the polls that were done for uh, the states, then the margins were frequently very tight. Now, you know, there's obviously variance across polls uh, because of the different ways in which they take samples, the different times in which they're done, you know, sort of all sorts of things affect the results of, of polls. Um, but, you know, sort of the margins were generally fairly small, a couple of percent, one percent in, in some cases, you know, sort of less than one percent in, 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 in um, some polls for, for Michigan, for example. Um, so, you know, sort of, uh, you know, when you've got that type of margin, then, you know, sort of you're, you're going to see, you know, sort of uh, 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 polls that are very easily overturned. 
Uh, and uh, maybe Trump didn't know that. Well, um, you know, sort of, uh, that's quite possibly the case. You know, sort of if he didn't listen to anybody who was talking to him, um, you know, sort of, uh, he might have thought that he was going to lose really, really badly uh, rather than by a narrow margin. And therefore, uh, he might have deluded himself to thinking that he's won. But, um, you know, sort of, this is it, this is something, you know, that really should not happen. I mean, he did this in 2016, saying he might not respect the results. Uh, he's, he's doing it again now. This is not the way in which democracies operate. This cannot be stressed, you know, sort of enough. Uh, you know, sort of uh, democracies only work uh, because people who lose elections consent to their loss. Um, you know, they may not like but it, it. But it isn't but unheard of, even in democracies. It's not unheard of for people to challenge results. I mean, if we, we think back to the last election here and the European election and, you know, the, the counts that went on and the recounts that went on, it, it does happen that... Counts and recounts are different from stopping votes from being counted, right? So, That's you know, yes, thing. you know, we, we've, all, we've all watched the TV and we've all been waiting for a result. Now it's going to the recount, you know, uh, and we... The cameras, you know, show electoral agents, you know, examining each 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 vote. That's fine, right? You know, that's just that's just verification. But stopping votes from actually being counted is qualitatively different. I mean, you know, sort of, you are talking about, you know, sort of Donald Trump effectively saying that, you know, maybe up to two million votes in Pennsylvania should be counted. Um, that's you know sort of, that's that's like twenty five thirty percent of the total vote in 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 in, in that state. But that he, d- he doesn't unfair. actually have the power to do that, though, does he? Uh, no, but what he has the power to do is to is to try and launch a case and to take that case and to get it held before the Supreme Court and to get the Supreme Court to rule uh, on that. And the court is now so highly politicised. Um, thanks to the way in which appointments have been managed at the end of the Obama era and then under Trump itself, uh, that, you know, sort of he stands a chance of winning. And then you would have a court denying several million people their right to a say in the U.S. election. And that delegitimizes the rule of law. You know, sort of you can't say, you know, we want the, rule, the, law, the law to be applied properly and then rob the law of any legitimacy. So uh, this is the danger. And Jennifer, if that were to happen, it would really make a mockery of this whole notion of the separation of powers, wouldn't it? Well, it would undermine so many things about the American system of government that is, you know, uh, uh, 250 years old. I mean, one of the the things that you can say about uh, uh, about the American system of government is that there has always been, and this goes back to the founders of the state, you know, the people who wrote the Constitution, in fact, the people who were involved in the Revolutionary War, wanted to create a system in which there was a peaceful transfer of power and that not everything had to end in kind of bloody conflict. And, you know, for two centuries, most American uh, candidates for the presidency and the people who won um, the office of the presidency have maintained that, and now here is a man who very clearly this morning is already starting this this rhetoric of they're trying to steal the election from us. We won't let them do that. It's it's quite it's quite it, it's it's dog whistle language 
but but hasn't it shone a light on some flaws in that system that you know we we know how much the Americans love the founding fathers and what they've done, but it has shown up the fact that you can have a president stack the Supreme Court in his favour, which can undermine everything. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That. But. 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 You know. I mean, there is need here for Americans to be reflective and to look and say, like, what are what are our shortcomings? What can we change? How can we carefully change the system to try to address those those, those flaws? But that also takes kind of time and patience and a little bit of, like, peaceful and respectful debate. And that is not what is happening over the past four years with this, with this man in office. And I fear that... I fear that if he were to win, which there's a slim chance, if he were to win, it certainly won't take place over the next four years. And even if Biden wins, Trump's behavior and the behavior of his supporters won't let that won't allow that debate to happen respectfully or intelligently either. Neil, we've had a question here from a listener asking, can you explain the difference between the Supreme Court getting involved this time around and when it did in the Bush versus Gore election? Well, the Bush versus Gore election, uh, the Supreme Court effectively stopped the recounting of ballots in, in, in Florida. So in that sense, there's not a vast amount of difference. Um, the, the difference possibly is in terms of scale. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the number of votes which were being contested in Florida is a lot less than will be contested in Pennsylvania, Michigan. But, but uh, what you're saying to me then, that is, in principle, what Trump is asking for isn't unprecedented. Well, it's not unprecedented in the sense that, um, you know, sort of that, that we have had a recent election effectively decided by the Supreme Court. No, it's not unprecedented. Um, but, you know, sort of the scale of electoral um, suppression that is going to happen uh, is unprecedented, and also last time round, it wasn't about it was about it was a question about ending verification rather than a question about voter suppression. And this is voter suppression, not you know sort of uh, ending a process of verification. And it's also being done. I mean, I, I suppose the other point is it's being done a lot earlier in the cycle. I mean, you know, the Florida. Um, uh, debacle went on for quite some considerable point uh, amount of time, and was running up against the sort of the, 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 the sort of the buffers for making appointments to to you know the electoral college and, and getting the sort of formal decision made. Whereas this is actually sort of um, you know sort of day one interfering in the election. Not saying, you know, sort of, hang on, we, 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 we've not really got anywhere now after a couple of weeks when, you know, sort of, what is the chance of getting anywhere? Uh, we need some resolution to this process. It's, it's a, there's a qualitative difference, even if, you know, sort of passing the difference in moral or legal terms might be, uh, might be very thin. Jennifer, I know you've nailed your colours to the wall very firmly there in support of Biden. But as an American, I'm sure you probably know some Trump supporters. And it's fair to say that Ireland is, has traditionally been maybe a supporter of Democratic candidates. But there are plenty of people who support Trump in Ireland as well. What do you think are the primary reasons people support Trump in the United States? Yeah, you know... I was actually having a chat on on WhatsApp with a couple of LIT colleagues this morning, just about that that 
that very question. I don't know. He, he taps, but he always has. Back to the 1970s, when he was uh, in, involved in real estate in New York, he was quite a public figure, and he would appear on a lot of different radio shows and television shows, uh, and that certainly led to his to his um, to his his time uh, with with the the Dragons or no, sorry, the uh, the Apprentice in, in the United States. He taps into something that people feel he won't just obey the rules. He won't just let people walk all over him. He. They also somehow they. I think some people buy into the untruths that he spreads about himself, just like he spread an untruth two hours ago saying, frankly, we won this election. He has spread untruths about himself for decades, saying, I'm the most successful businessman. I've, I've stopped coronavirus. I'm going to keep um, migrants from, um, from Mexico out. Uh, I'm, I'm the best president for people of color in the United States that's ever been. No one has ever done more than me. We're going to build the biggest. We're going to be the best. There's something about that, about the way he expresses that, that some people tap into and just believe it like a fairy tale. That That's the only way that I can understand it. Okay, well, win or lose, I don't think we've heard the last of him. Um, we'll be chatting more on the programme about this later on, but for the... Th- the moment, thank you to LIT lecturer Jennifer Moran-Stritch and Professor Neil Robinson, Head of Department of Politics and Public Administration at University of Limerick. Thanks for joining us on Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.